For, so you read, yeah. Yeah. For, Are you a so, Forest fan? I, I've never really. No, never. I read some of your Derby fan. No, no, no. That's <laughs> I'm definitely not Derby. The man's a baller, you know, already know. Ball with the pros and generals. And that's setting stones like emeralds. Fly emeralds, Etihad or Ellen Road. Still hands on like Becker, boss like Beretta, boss like Arteta, yo. Capture red if you get involved. Lift the goal with the yellow glow. Too professional. Came with that baller mindset. War for the prize ain't scoring in my net. Coming like Bex for the right check. I'll move to Spain and ball in the right next. Must be the baller mindset from LC coming live and direct. Subscribe if you ain't subscribed yet. He tuned into the baller's mindset. Yo guys, welcome back to another episode of the Baller's Mindset Podcast. Today we've got one of my favourite players personally as a Forest fan growing up. He scored 40 goals in over 200 appearances for the Reds. And after a 12-year career, he's now transitioning into uh, professional football management. Lewis, how are you, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. Good, yeah? Good, good to have you here, mate. No, not a problem. Lewis, first question to start off. Um, what's it take to have a Baller's Mindset? Uh, it, t- it takes a lot of things. A lot of things. It's a long process. Uh, I can give you the, the kind of short version to it, but there's dedication, uh, having a good mindset. You need a lot of luck along the way, uh, things to go your way, but it's just keep working. You're going to get setbacks. I've had setbacks, every single footballer, even when they've made professional, have had setbacks. So it's just how you bounce back from them. And it's just keeping that, keeping that hunger, really. Yeah. So can you tell us all like um, so how it all started, where it all began? Yeah, so I I uh, I played I had two older brothers, and they play football, uh, and my dad coached them, and they played locally. So it was like as growing up, I was always playing with old, older yeah. kids. So I was always so that was that was a big thing for me, which helped me uh, in the long run. And then I joined a, a, a local team which was called Pegasus, which was like in a staple for San Diego area and there to where I grew up in Long Eaton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I played for them for one season mm. and then I joined Nottingham Forest uh, the following season. Uh, funnily enough, that we we won the league and they had like a development, like an end of season team of the year. Not one of our players got in the team of the year. And then a- after that, it was Carlton Town and Bullwell. Five players went from Carlton Town straight to Forest. Yeah. And I think there was three from Bullwell, but not, not, none from Pegasus. So that again, comes into it where yeah. you have to have the look. You have to understand as well that there's a lot of politics in the, in in any age, in any game, in any kind of standards. So uh, after kind of that happened, I ended up joining joining Nottingham Forest, and then and then from there it was just yeah, it was a, it was a long long journey. <laughs> so what, tell us through like obviously getting that setback early on, like such a young age, they didn't pick anyone from your team, but then to call you back like a year or two later, what? Well, it know. wasn't really a, it kind of called called me back. It was. That happened. We got wind of that that happening, and it was obviously questions was asked. And I think then after that, they originally then they said, "Listen, we'll we'll give him an opportunity." But I was very confident. I played in that in that league, and then players that have gone and got signed. So there's your benchmark of what they was were the signing. And I thought at that point in time, I I knew that I was I was better than that. So uh, going there and getting the opportunity, I always played. So I never played my own age. I always yeah. played a year older. And then when I went to Nottingham Forest... What age did you go Forest? So I played under eights, but I was signed for under nines. So I played under nines, but I was still uh, under eights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then all through my Nottingham Forest youth career, I played a year older. Mm. So, And that was just the norm for me. That was just what I thought was my age. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, so that was kind of how it started. And then once you go into that, that process of being in an academy, it's a, it's a completely different world on its to anything else. And there's a lot of sacrifice, both from the child and both from the parents. Uh, and it's a long journey. And like I said, there's so many little hurdles in that before you even get to the kind of the end of the academy stage. So, you know, when you first joined Forest, what was the, uh, obviously was only young. So what was the training? How was the training like being at such a young age? Yeah, it was quite intense and we trained Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, uh, Saturday mornings and we played Sunday. Yeah. And that's, for me, it's a, it's a massive thing for my dad. If it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have had the career I had and yeah. the, the sacrifices that he made. Uh, as, as a kid, we never had a car. He had to borrow my mum's brother's, my uncle's car and stuff like that. He'd, he'd take me and he'd drop me back home, then he'll go and drop the car off and he'll then come back on the bus. At, he won't get him back till like midnight and yeah. stuff like that. But I didn't, I'd go to bed and I didn't see yeah. all that. But they're, they're the little things that you don't forget and, and the sacrifices. And that's why I always say that there's a load of sacrifices that the player has to make, but the parents, especially at that academy stage, the, the, the traveling and the, the amount of time that they have to, uh, put in as long as, as well as having a job yeah. and, and working and stuff like that. It's it's uh, some of it goes unnoticed, and I think that's that's a big thing that people need to realise. Was the club uh, like you know in them slight like, situations? You know when your parents having to make sacrifices. Are the club aware of them? Sort of. They are to a, to a certain extent, but there's a lot of people in them situations. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, it was just when I can remember growing up and year younger than me and the, the, the age groups older than me, that was quite a norm. There's, yeah. there's a lot of people that had to catch two buses. And that was just, uh, it, it, and then you had the, the other side where people would have kind of two car homes and it yeah, was, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that was just yeah. one of them things. And mm. if anything, it just gave you that drive to, uh, to try and be successful really. Yeah. 100%. Obviously, going on to your Forest career, you was there for quite a long time. So it started like your pro contract, two thousand and six or something. Uh, I made yeah, I made my debut. Uh, funny enough, I actually left, which a lot of people don't realise. Actually, when when Gary Megson got the job, right. I was at that point where I was just I was pushing and I was thought this is I'm ready to go into kind of like the reserves and really push. And Gary Megson got the job. And there was a big shockwave through the football club that his way of... The club was in a bit of a... We'd been in League One, massive club, a lot of kind of turmoil. And Gary Megson was kind of coming as like the experience and he's going to like kind of shake everything up. And, and, and the kind of idea that we got that he, youngsters and the academy wasn't for him and he wasn't going to play yeah. young players. So at that point in time, I was playing for England. I was, I was quite kind of far in, in the terms of the country. I had a lot of friends, I had a lot of people. So I thought that I was ready for that next step. So I actually decided to 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 leave before my pro contract and and if if that was a possibility to go other places. I went to Chelsea, I went to Fulham, I went to Southampton. The Southampton was really a good one, really close. The likes of Dave McGoldrick was there at the time. Leon Best, they'd just been brought by yeah. for Notts County. They was from Nottingham, so it had like a Gareth Bale, Adam Lallana, so it was a very, and that was that was really close. But for whatever reason, it didn't happen. And at that point in time, I had to kind of make the decision: I've got to go back, because 
at this point in time, Nottingham Forest wasn't really making it easy for me to yeah, yeah. Uh, to go to to a different club. So I went back, and it was it was a process that it was tough because obviously I left, and in that time, a lot of players have kind of got the opportunities and got ahead of me, mm. and that's something that I had to deal with, and that's another setback and another chance to prove people wrong. I went back in there, kind of left really at the top of the pecking order, ready for the, the next step. Yeah. And I kind of come back at the bottom. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's now yeah. I have to work, work all the way through. So I was, uh, I, was I understood what the, what the opportunity was there. And at that time, Colin Calder would come in and with his assistant, Dave Kerslake, and straight away they gave opportunity. And straight away, once I started being around that first team, I knew they, if, if, if I was good enough that yeah. I'd, I'd get the opportunity. Yeah. Did you look back on that as a as a good thing in the end? Obviously, after such a good career at Forest, in the end, that year, obviously taken out to go Southampton, all these clubs. Do you see it as a positive now or? A I, th curve? I think I think it's I think it's a massive, it's a learning curve. I think you can learn from any situation, good mm. or bad. And I think that in that process, one advice I'd always give young players now is when they're playing at the lower league clubs, maybe that be League Two, League One, and they're around the first team or the, in the part of the first team squad, stay there and play games. Yeah, yeah. Because at the age of at the age of 20, I'd had over 100 games. I'd won promotion. Yeah, yeah. Now, I had a lot of players that I played with England who've been at Chelsea and been at Fulham. They're still stuck in on the 23s. They're yeah, still, do you yeah. know what I mean? So you've yeah. got to understand the path and you've got to, when it comes down to it, the CV adds up and I've got experience. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. can't, yeah. that's what people are looking for. You yeah. can't turn away from experience. So. Even though at first that opportunity, but it wasn't meant to be, and I come back and I got the different the route that I originally wanted to take, and it helped that Nottingham Forest in League One at the time, and it helped that either manager in Colin Coldwood who had that kind of faith in to put uh, young players in, and and there that was it. I was I was in and around the squad for a while. I was in and around training for a while, waiting for an opportunity, and and uh, yeah, once my opportunity come, I, yeah, I took it. The rest is history. Um, who are like the best sort of players you've played against? There's uh, there's a, a few, and I don't think you can ever kind of pinpoint one. Mm. I think sometimes you have you remember a play, you remember about that game, and I, I always one that I always kind of tell people what did is is a bit of a people goes under the radar is. Do you remember Lasana Diara? Yeah. Oh no 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 no! He he played he played for Chelsea, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but then he didn't really play at Chelsea. He was one of like he brought another in, big money. They played him, but he didn't really play. Was But then again? he went to Lasana Diara. Then he went to like Portsmouth. Little then he CDM, up, yeah. Then he went to Real Madrid. Come on, but yeah. it was like rings a bell. It rings a bell. But it was like at that he was so unnoticed because he wasn't like this big star at that point. They brought SCN and all yeah, that, so yeah, he got yeah, kind yeah. of a bit. But I can remember playing against him. I was actually on the bench at first and he's so strong, yeah. so good. And it's just like, at that, they're the level, mm. the, the, it was just a different level. But there's, there's, there's so many that I can remember playing for Forest. We went to a pre-season tour in Portugal, we played Sport in Lisbon and they had held a Postiga and they had a centre midfielder. His name was Miguel Veloso and he ended up playing for Portugal and stuff like mm. I can remember the whole game. He didn't tie his boots the whole yeah. game. And it was just something like he was just, he took control of the whole game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it was pre-season, but it he didn't tie his boots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just, he just had that different. So sometimes you, you play against so many good players and you play against players that have 
on a day they can be so good and sometimes you look at them, yeah, they're not that good. But, so it's little things that stand out mm. more uh, than the actual, like a whole round performance. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. So going on to like Forest, the later years, obviously when I was growing up, I was watching you. I had a photo of you in the, um, in the main stand. You won't remember it, obviously, but <laughs> obviously watching you like playing centre mid, that was my position. So seeing them free kicks going and everything is just an absolute whirlwind for me to watch. Do you want to talk us through that Ipswich free kick? Yeah. We'll try and find it and play it, but I don't yeah, know about it, copywriting it's, that. It's, but. It's, a, it's, it's always, a, like I said, I've, I've had this story, told this story many times. And it, was, it was just before half-time. We'd, 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 we'd started really well. We'd played the first half, and to be fair, we'd, we'd battered Ipswich. And it was one nil up, but it could have been three or four. Yeah. And it just, I think it was just before half time, we got a little free, we got a free kick, and it was a long way out. And I just thought to myself, before half time, I'll have a shot. <laughs> Mate, I was so far but, out. I was like 40 something. Yeah, years. but my initial, what I was thinking was just get it on target, hopefully keep my parry out, and we might get, get like, You know what I mean? That was, that was it. And uh, I can remember it was me and Chrissy Cohen were standing over it, and Chrissy said to me, listen, if you score this, I'm going home. Like, and I've hit it, and listen, you, we've all played football. When you sometimes you hit it, and you, you know, know when you hit like it, you've sweet, caught it. You know, well. yeah. And I've hit it, and it's just literally flew. flew. And it, it's one of them things in the moment you don't really realise the severity yeah, of like yeah, yeah. the. And it's understand you know it's a good goal, but at that point in time, it was one of my. It, I think it was my best season scoring wise, Forest. So I scored a few that season and like the week before, and like so. It was one of them things you don't realise and then even now after you're looking all this time and people are still talking. Do you ever go back and watch like ever clips of them? I show my son, yeah, and Eli. And they, they, like, you know what I mean? My two boys, they love it. Yeah, I bet they They like see it. And my oldest, he's now at that age where he can really take stuff in now and and he's he sees it, replays it and... (laughs) It, it's, it, you know what I mean? That That's the important thing. Yeah, that's that's what life's about. You know what is. I mean? And, and you have these, uh, you do these things in life and, but it's too, now I'm a dad. That's the point where I can sit with my kids and they can look back on it and see, and see what their dad did. Do you know what I mean? So, can you remember it? You know, like, think about it, it was years ago, but can you remember it like fresh still in your brain? Yeah. I think them things never leave you. Yeah, them, yeah. them moments never leave you. And, and there's, there's so many kind of goals and, these goals that probably are not as doesn't look as good on the eye, but have meant more, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and have been in better meant more because of the situation or the, like that. But then that kind of that goal there, it, it it never leaves you, and it and it still gets replayed. I was I went to it. I think I got. I think it got voted best ever goal at the city ground. So yes, yeah, you know what I mean. It's, it's just stuff like that where. That's when everyone, when you're growing up and you, everyone wants to be a footballer. <laughs> you know, stuff like that is, is what you only dream of. So, of I'm, so I'm very thankful of that. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a good memory to have. Wicked, man. So going into management, you said Chrissy Cohen, he's doing his, his thing as well, man, in terms of management. What's your like plans? Obviously, you was at Loughborough Dynamo yeah. doing your badges and stuff yeah. like that. So what's yeah. the plan for you moving forward now? Plan is always, I think it was that, the opportunity was that when, when, I, when I stopped playing, it was, you have that, situation where you don't really you have a little bit of an episode where you don't really know what to do football has been your life in your life and it's very hard to kind of come out of that and and be in a normal normal world i i i i i kind of try and resemble it a bit to like people being in the army do you know what i mean One, it's a different world and when it's when you come out of it nothing runs like yeah. being in there and so it was it was an opportunity. Uh, a friend of mine that 
he was assistant manager at Lubra Dynamo at the time. He'd been there for, for five years and uh, he, the manager left and he took, took the reins. And it was a, a couple of months after that, he asked me if I, if I wanted the opportunity to, to come in and help him and kind of be the assistant manager. And at that point in time, it was the perfect opportunity yeah. for me. It was the perfect time. And I think that's the, the big thing. It's gotta be, it's gotta be the right time. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? And, and it was the right time for me. And since I've done it, I've absolutely loved it, loved every minute of it. And that's my path now. And like I said, we've, we've we decided to leave Love Redime at the end of the season. And, and we had an opportunity to get back into it uh, last week, but for a very, very good football club at, at the same level, but it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't the, like I said, it wasn't the right thing and it wasn't the right time. And we're very kind of calculating what we want to do and, yeah. and our vision and we don't just jump at anything. And yeah. Yeah. the, the uh, a lot of the things, the reason why we left for Love with Dynamo, so it wouldn't make sense to jump straight back into something if it if it didn't all yeah, yeah. Uh, add up and, and, and tick the necessary boxes. But from a from a management point of view, it's it's something that I love and I and I really like that level. I I really like the non-league level and obviously my aspirations are to, to get back in the football league. Of course. But at the end of, of the day, I can't. I've got to do the. I've got to do the groundwork, yeah, and I've got course. to get the thing. I think a lot of people, when they've played at the top level, they expect to. They, they just think that, and sometimes, like I say, when you're at the top top level, Stephen Gerrard, Frank Lampard, that happens. Yeah, Your yeah, name does. But you've got to understand from a. You can't just rely on your name, mm. and mm. also you have to understand is that when I want to get the opportunity, it's like you have to be realistic with yourself. If I got a call tomorrow and said, oh, would you manage Nottingham Forest or would you manage Derby Cat? I'm not ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, you have to yeah. have that honest opinion. <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready. So of course you do. It's, it's that thing of building blocks, understanding how, but at that level, you understand how budgets work, how uh, players get paid. And obviously players have got the, the normal day job yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and but it's but it's it's exciting and it's it's given me that kind of little bit I was missing since I stopped playing. It's yeah. given me that being around the change room, being around yeah, the yeah, lads, yeah, yeah. and creating a group. And and to be fair, last year we created a, a great group, great group of lads, uh, all brought into what we was what we was trying to do. And 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 that's the thing where we are. So as of now, we'll just continue to watch games. I'll continue to go yeah, out and, yeah. and 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 scout and look and rec and just keep my yeah, eye in the things and, and, and just wait for an opportunity and of course. if the opportunity comes we're ready to go so like you know you said you wasn't ready so what's it actually take to be a manager like if you wanted to go to the elite level what would it take well I think that when you look at the elite top level is that I've got to get there yeah I've I think I've got there to such as a player yeah but as a manager it's a different yeah, completely different is. thing and I can't what I always try and say to people is that my football career, I'm very thankful for, but that's not, I've got to kind of close the door on that. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. to use and take things from that good and bad to help me with this next journey. <laughs> but I can't use that as like, because I was a good footballer, I'm going to be a good manager. Mm -hmm. That's, it, it, it just doesn't work like that. And I, I have to, have to learn. And that's what I'm trying to say about getting into opportunities and, the 18 months I had at Love with Dynamo, you, you, you go through tough times and you go through great times. And 
you learn from everything and you learn that, right, okay, well, I had that situation. Well, this time around, I might not deal with it that way. Yeah, 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 I might yeah, deal yeah. it with a different way or, yeah. you know what, I dealt with that way the best way or that way we did pre-season was the best. You know, all these little things like that, well, you're constantly learning. I think that's what the, the, the good thing about, I love about it is that you're constantly learning, you're constantly working, you're constantly looking at players, you're constantly looking at ideas. Mm. And like I said, that's all... I can do is just have my kind of uh, foot to the floor and just be always out there, yeah, be yeah, always yeah. looking, be always keeping in, yeah. uh, be always relevant, looking what the, the players and how players are performing. So when I get, and hopefully when I get the next opportunity, I'm going in there and I'm ready to go. And, and, and this, this last opportunity, what, what unfortunately we had, we had to pass on. Uh, was I, that it, a little? Was that higher up than Dynamo? Or? No, it was so the same. It was same level. same level, uh, same level. Uh, and it was like I said before, really good football club. But they've they've had a lot of kind of they've they've had a lot of hard times over the last year or so. And it's now a reset button. And I think it was just too late down the line. And I think that. If we'd have maybe had the conversation at the end of last season, yeah. you have that time frame yeah, 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 story then. to to then deal with it. But I think as we, as we as we're talking, we're talking as as of, as of last week really, and this time next week pre-season starts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. when you when you you have to, that's where you have to have that honesty yeah. within yourself and go. You, you 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 really confident in what you do, but at the end of the day, you're not who do you know you can't just of course you can't magic. Uh, everyone's kind of committed you can't just magic and it was that point where we probably would have had to get pretty much a whole new yeah, squad yeah, and yeah, yeah. in that short space yeah, of time it's, hard, it? it's just it's just not going to work and that's where sometimes you can just take stuff and in a long run you end up being worse off for it yeah, so yeah, yeah. like I said I, I uh, that like I said on that place the door not shut like I said we had great conversation I think it's a great great club uh, and it will get back yeah but it's just obviously understanding that. Can you tell us what the club is, or? I don't think it's fair to yeah. kind of to kind of to say that. I think that uh, it, it's best to to, to of kind of be that way. But uh, like I said, I think that hopefully later down the line it, it could be it could be something we'll that, could, that then we'll could, find out, yeah. could happen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah wicked man. Wicked. Just going back to like you said, like Gerald Lampard, these elite players going into management. Do you look at them and see kind of? I suppose what they're doing wrong as well as what they're doing right to see if you make them same mistakes or yeah I think I think that the the, the biggest thing it's like as a player but always a, a manager is that everyone thinks they can do a better job you <laughs> know what I mean you, you're gonna get critics and you're gonna get people not understand your decisions I think that what you understand as a manager even more and now I'm sitting on kind of this side of the at a, at a desk you understand kind of you're in the building mm. every day now there's so many situations, even at non-league, there's so many scenarios what happen through the week that has a bearing on what happens on a Saturday, yeah, what yeah. bearings on the team. So when, and that's the thing what people don't realise that at that level, some, some, some of the boys could have a, a, a bad day at work. Some yeah. of the boys could have, <laughs> well, you know what, I've got to now, I've got to do overtime this weekend because I need this money. Like, yeah, it's all these yeah. little things. And I think that's what's refreshing about it. And that's what I like. I think that you have to understand a big part of my management is my managing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I played the best in my career, it was when I played under the best oh, my managers. Yeah, yeah. Who was that? And it's like, when I, when I look at the... I, you have to look at 
and it's and it's different thing when under Billy Davis, it was very kind of temperamental. Yeah, me and him was very like the man of management, but it was very. <laughs> he went to the the way of trying to fire me up, yeah. and I would go and prove yeah, him yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, so that was really beneficial. But then I played under Stuart Gray at Sheffield Wednesday, and he was fantastic, yeah. and he was calm. Didn't really say a lot to me. Basically, there's the platform. You just go and play. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's two different sides of my management. Yeah. Where both got good kind of uh, kind of answers out of me, but two different ways of doing it. What would you say you are? Uh, and I think that's the good thing. I just take from so many managers, and yeah, I think yeah. that it's not just about. I was very fortunate when I went to Watford. I played under a lot of foreign managers. Yeah. A lot of, it was a different, completely different regime. So you always have that. Played on the Zola. Yeah, oh, I signed on the Gianfranco, and that's why yeah. I sat. And that's why but I was sick. But I was sick, wasn't it? He, he, I can't speak highly enough of him as a for just not of a football, just as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's incredible. Like, he, he, I had a conversation with him, and that's that it. was it. Do you know what I mean? I, I knew it was going to be different. I knew it was going to be a different regime. I knew it was going to be kind of a. European based yeah, how they yeah, run yeah. the football club but when Gianfranco rings you and, and you have a conversation especially the, the way I played yeah, yeah. So when I watched him as a kid he was like and when I went there and spending time with him and every Friday me and him would have free kick competitions yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that and he could still like yeah. it was it, it, he was just and that's something it didn't last as long as I wanted it to because he, he left kind of after six seven months but just that opportunity there to be around someone like him, yeah. someone so humble for how much he's done and, and how the standard that people give him. So you learn all little things like that. And back to your question, I think that, I think you have to have a bit of both. I think you have to understand the person. That's why, for me, that's why I love management because it's like, how can I, every single player in that change room has got a different, way of, of getting the best out of him of course. and that's what it's down to a manager to understand that and he might need rollicking at half time yeah, he yeah. might need his arm around him yeah, he yeah, might need yeah. a phone call in the week yeah, yeah, yeah. just just you know what I mean he might be he worries a lot and it's all little things and that's for me that's the art of managing you look at the top people you look at the best you look at Guardiola and it's no coincidence. Literally. No, same no same coincidence. with Mikel Arteta. <laughs> Arsenal fan here. <laughs> but, but that's it. But that's it. It's, it's, at the end of the day, anyone can, how can you get the best out of them individuals of course. under your disposal? Yeah, of course. And, I mean, Arteta done well, didn't he, this season? Obviously, getting them young players all together. Yeah, and, and, that's, the, and that's the thing. And, and that's, that's, that's how it works. And, and I think that's the... I think you have to understand that, especially now in terms of coaching and life, Everyone can coach. Everyone can put on a session. Yeah, of course. Like, and there's a, a lot of people probably can put on a better session than me. Mm. And, but I can put on a lot. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone can do that. Like, that's not, for me, that's not where the difference is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone can go out and, it, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a, like, kind of this, the non-league level with Lover and stuff like that. Uh, budgets do have a big kind of bearing on what happened because, like I said, if, so if if a play and you find you find a lot of managers at times they just they just kind of sign players just on names and yeah, sign yeah. players just on recommendations and it's like well I've heard you can do this go and do it yeah. but when it doesn't happen and that player doesn't do it it's like well you're gone 
let me just go and get another one. Yeah. That's not management. That's not football. Because you're not doing the best for that individual. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's a times where you do the best and it comes to that point where it's still not clicking. Mm. Then that's where you have to look down the direction maybe. Do they need a, a different outlook? Do they need a different place? Do they need a different environment? Stuff like that. But you have to give it every possible chance. And yeah. that's just something that, that I, I like to do and I enjoy. And I think... That's what I'll continue to do is a big part of my, my management style. Wicked. Wicked. Going on to like this season at Forest, you still keep in touch with anyone there? So obviously Steve Cooper done really well this year. Yeah, in terms of the players, obviously it's a whole different the yeah, yeah. the the kit man, Dan, he was he was the kit man kind of <laughs> he man, he Dan. was just uh starting up uh as as I was there. So I I uh I speak to him a few times. I know obviously uh Yatesy, I know Joe, because obviously they were in the youth team yeah. when I was, I was like coming through there. But in terms of my son, I take my son like now and again. He's like got the the real bug for. So you read, yeah. Yeah. For, Are you a so, Forest fan? I, I've never really, no, never. I read some of your Derby fan. No, no, no. That's <laughs> fine. I'm definitely not Derby. Because <laughs> <laughs> of, of long eating, he was in the middle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, I was always stuck in the middle and. and at that time when I started, Nottingham Forest was renowned to have the best academy yeah. and Derby didn't really, they took a long time to really get their academy kind of mm. sorted, you know what I mean? And So at that point when I was a, a, a young kid at like nine and ten, Nottingham Forest was the place to go. But in, in Long Eaton, you always have that kind of half and half. But to be fair, it's more Nottingham. Yeah. Uh, it's, more, it's more Nottingham Forest than Derby. But in terms of supporting the team, I think... Once you're kind of in it for so long, for so young, that's you, you, you can't really, unless it's kind of instilled in a family like mm, tradition mm, where it's like yeah, that's yeah. where you support, that kind of goes out the window because it, it turns into your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sticky one if you're coming up against like a team you support, if you did support a team. Yeah, yeah. It's like when I played against Derby, like, my only red card in my career was that Pride Park. <laughs> like, so that's one of them things where it's like, you know what I mean? If you're going to, choose a place to get sent off. It's, uh, it yeah. was quite... It Is that because of the atmosphere of the derby or like the, the local rivalry? No, it was just, it was just a tackle. It wasn't even a bad tackle. No, I'm always that. curious though, you know, like uh, red cards and yellow cards, are, this, are they the same? Like, you know, in the fine, the price that you pay, are they the same all the way up? So like, when you're playing at Forest, you get a red card. Is it, what is it, like 55 pound at our level? Oh, like Sunday league. Yeah, is, is it the yeah, fine? I, I it's got to be more than like, that. I sure, don't know. the club will take. Like I said, they, the unless club it, just take it. Unless it's like where kind of descent, or if it's something like bad, you know, like where yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. you've kind of gone over the yeah, yeah, over the yeah, yeah. mark there, then there will be a discussion. But most of the time, it's like, yeah, the 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 club will kind of take care of that. Yeah. It's got to be a lot more because, like, we do Sunday no, league. I'm sure I read something, bro. Yeah, and it was like. It was the yellow and card were the same as what we pay. Surely I'm not. sure I read something. It was just yeah, the I'm, FA Cup fine. You get a yellow card. Oh, really? It was like twelve pound, oh, right. eleven pound. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not like I said. You could be. I'm not. I'm not. It's something. I might be I'm wrong. Really, but, yeah. You know, like comparing it to Sunday League, we have like a fines list that our Sunday yeah. League clubs like quids here and there. Yeah. But then you see like the Frank Lampard one. We're like ten grand if you're late. Is that like a common theme? For yeah, other it's, clubs? it's it's. So it always used to like. So when I was most of the time, it always used to be like kind of. When you was late for a meeting or was late for, a, it was like a pound a minute. Pound a minute. And that was just a, that was just kind of like a norm. I think that was yeah. right. And, and like I say, some clubs, they're, they're more excessive and, and it, 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 it's down to the changing really and down to the kind of manager, what, yeah. what they try and set. But to be fair, the only big fines will ever come if, if you've stepped over the line or if you've yeah. done something, oh. what, 
is deserved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah, at that yeah, point yeah. in time, with kind of to what you're what you're earning, it's it's. Uh, but what why we what we tend to sometimes do if when I, especially the, the time I was at Nottingham Forest is if there was like a big fine and a, I can remember one, one one story there was a when a player on loan Isaiah Osborne he was on loan from Aston Villa mm. uh, and we had a kind of we had a a kickoff and. At the time, he must have said to one of the lads the day before as leaving training, oh, what time are we meeting tomorrow? And the lads must have said to him, oh, it's again my time, but like, it was the wrong time, but just like <laughs> thinking, well, yeah, he's going to know the time anyway, but just like, he'll check. And he didn't check. <laughs> and it was like, I think he thought it was a later kickoff and it was early kickoff. Oh, we was in the change room and like the assistants like rang him like, where are you? He's like, oh, I'm just on the way, like. Mm. But he did like, so something like that. But then what we did instead of like before, he, we just went out for like a team dinner yeah, yeah, yeah. and he just paid for the dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, so in, in that, so even though, yeah, it was bad, but it was like the funny side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, don't kind of, yeah, he's still got to pay a fine, but we've done it that way. We've used it mm -hmm. as a team bonding yeah. kind of Loved way. It and and, way, and yeah. it's still, the bill's still quite hefty. So <laughs> it was, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a one way to do it. Yeah, silly man. Um, just quickly, we haven't got much time left to be honest, but we just want to touch on like, in terms of the end of your career. So like looking at how you left it at like Sheffield Wednesday and stuff. Do you have any regrets or is there something you would have done better or was it out of your hands or? Listen, I think that you, it's, it's not, a, not a case of regrets. I think that you deal with things there and then. Mm. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Experience and the way you get older and, and there's certain things that now I think, yeah, maybe that if that went a different way, maybe that would have come out a, a better scenario. But I also think that there's things that I probably should have done and I didn't do for my favour. Do you know what I mean? I kind of yeah. let happen a bit more. So I, I don't think you can look at, I think, regrets. I don't really like to keep using the word regret because, like I said at the start, it's a, it's a, it's a moment that you can learn from. Do you know what I mean? And you, you can learn from good and bad and it'll only kind of make you a better person. Uh, so I think there's definitely situations that could have kind of come out in a different different kind of outlook. But in terms of regrets, I've, I've not got no regrets now. So obviously with that, like going to being a manager now, as a player being like frozen out of a squad, would you ever see the benefit of doing that to a player? No, like that's, that's my biggest thing. And, and is that when you look at the old, the best man managers and the, 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 the problem is in football is that, especially at the, at, the, at the top level, is that there's a lot of insecurity. Yeah. And, but if you look at the top managers, is that they have this thing of that, you might not be in my plans, but I'm not going to hinder your career. Mm, mm. Because I'm confident in what I do. I'm confident in what I am. Your scenario, yeah, I've worked out. It's probably best that you go, but I'm not going to hinder your future career yeah. I think the ones that freeze people out and do that a lot of the time is because they're insecure yeah. and they feel like that player might kind of have a bit of you might have kind of put little kind of things into the change room but like I said if, if you're confident in what you do you're confident in how you've dealt with people yeah, if you yeah. deal with people properly you're going to have good or bad you're going to have disagreements and you're going to be it's, you know what it's not you're not for me. Yeah. That happens every day in life. The 100%. problem is, is when you find the people that are throw, they, when they freeze them out of the squad, nine times out of 10, it's because they've done something kind of not, not 
nice to get into that position. Yeah. So they know that the player is probably going to have a kind of more hatred and a backlash to it. But if they do it properly and do it right, listen, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all big men. You know what? I've come into the football club. You're not my kind of player. You're not for me. But we're going to help you in every way to get, a, to get another club. Mm. You can carry on training. That's it. Because as soon as you do that as a player, a player straight away, do you know what? Fair play. Fair play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm not his player. Yeah. That happens. But he's not trying. But that's what I mean. And you get, you, and you get some that just don't do that. Would you ever like, um, if the opportunity come up, would you ever go manage abroad? I think that, uh, I think it's something that you can never close the door to. But at this point in time, I've just got to continue building these steps. I've got yeah. to continue getting this experience, climbing up the ladder. And further down the line, you never say no to anything. Do you know what I mean? And, and if the opportunity comes and, it, and, it's, and it's right, right thing for me and, and, for, my, and for my children, then it's... It, at that point, you you would look at it, but I think at this point in time, it's I'm really happy the opportunity and the kind of level that I've gone into, and I think it gives me that that kind of standpoint to build from, and that's all I can try and continue to do. What's it like trying to balance like football life and family life? I think it's I think it's like this one's when you look at it now, it's a bit more is that football life is hectic. Mm -hmm. You're away all the time. So yeah. like now, the, the biggest thing for me now is to start, I've, I've got to see my kids grow up. Yeah. I've got to spend yeah. time with my kids where probably if I was still playing, like, I, I, probably, I probably wouldn't have done that. And that, that time you never get back. Do you know what I mean? So, I've, so I'm very thankful of that. And I'm one of these people that I will put kind of as much as I can into this football. And that's what we did at, did at Love Bruin, even though it was kind of non-league and part-time, it's now turning into like, that level is now turning into like full-time. Yeah, it's cool. like you can't, as a, as, a, as a management staff or as a manager, you, you're literally every single day you're on the phone, whether it's looking at a player, signing a player, kind of discussing a player's problem, or whatever, like you don't really, so I think that kind of outlook of where it's like part-time, I think that's gone. Yeah. I, I think it's just, yes, it hasn't got the title and maybe the, the big euphoria of, of a full-time gig, but at, at now, at now it's, it, it's pretty much turning into that. Yeah, you know, to end on a bit of a high, do you want to do the five-a-side? We're asking every guest like their best five-a-side team. So obviously you put a few Arsenal players in there, didn't you? Yeah, as always, <laughs> you know what I mean, as always. But what would your life, you was going to pick? Dream of all time? Yeah, dream five-a-side. go Premier League though, should keep it all, should we just go any? We'll just do it all time, do all time. I suppose who you yeah. admire then, ain't it? If it's all time. Mm. It's a tough one, isn't it? It gets everyone's brains ticking. Of course. Yeah. Uh, five side goalkeeper. What do you like? What's your management style like? Obviously, now it's like play out from the back. So, would yeah. you have a modern keeper or? Yeah, our goalkeeper for, for Lubra, uh, Lewis King, he was like, he's <laughs> left foot like a one yeah. and everything's starting from. So, that's how we is try he, and. I think I know how roughly that is. Yeah, it? so that's how I like to play anyway. But, like I said, that's how football is now. Football, it's all changed, you know what I mean? But in terms of, I, I, I used to love kind of, I used to love Man United growing up, so I'd probably say Shamaikul. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably say Shamaikul as a goalkeeper. Good goal. Uh, yeah, great goal. Would you put any Chelsea players in? You said you like, you like Chelsea players, you like, obviously played under Zola, admired him, would he be in there or is he uh, not quite under that all time? Maybe, there's, there's two, so, so, my two certs are R9, 
yeah. And Ronaldinho. Oh, yeah. Ronaldinho. They're like... Ronaldinho. So... Go. Yeah. Absolute yeah. go. So, obviously, it's like... We, like, obviously, now when we speak to lads and we, uh, we had a team last year, it's like... Obviously, you understand, like, times change. So, a lot of them, they don't realise R9. They don't... when you, It's like anything. You didn't grow up with, like... Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't think the younger generation realise how... Good, this guy was. Like I always used to say, this is like quite a bold statement. But I used to honestly say, bro, Ronaldinho, if he took football as serious as Ronaldo and Messi yeah. did, yeah, them lot would have never. Have but they have a hearts. different mentality, and I, I've known that from playing with South America, playing with different. They have a different mentality. You've they got come to from rough, that. don't they? They come from nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they come to Europe, and you, they, every their life is so jolly, so jovial. That's yeah, what they do. They party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they come to Europe, they go, they're normally like three, four, and you've looked, that three, four, five-year period where they just go ultra-professional, I'm going to give it. 30, and then they do that, and then that's it. They yeah, just go. Decline. And they go back to South America, yeah. and they enjoy the life, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. But I say, then, so I'd say... So you've got your goal in your two attackers. Yeah, I'd say... You need to shore up the defence now. <sighs> Defender. Chris Cohen left back. <laughs> <laughs> Defender, I'd say probably, probably say Rio Ferdinand. Yeah, so just because obviously that defender, the the level of growing up, but also he could play. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I probably want a five-a-side team that can play. Like that's of course, my. Of course. Uh, and one more, I'd probably go, Perlo. Perlo. Ah, uh, yeah. Feeding them to up front. Yeah, I'd probably go. Yeah, ball on magician. Silly that. Proper magician, yeah. man. Feeding them to yeah, up front, that'd be absolutely insane. Yeah. And I think like that team there, like I say, you've still got your defensive with Rio, but also he can play. You've got Shamaik, who literally can yeah, yeah, yeah. defend himself. <laughs> and then you've just got, for me, Perlo is just the art of composure yeah. and yeah, yeah. how to run a game. That whole five-a-side right there is like, the whole thing is just magic from back yeah. to front, <laughs> isn't it? And, yeah. I, and I think that's, for me, that's what, when I how I played, how I like to play, how I think that I'd like to people to have like remember when I played as mm. is that I, I could do something out of nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was when you go and watch someone, when you look at them players and you look you at Ronaldo, you look at Ronaldinho out of nowhere they could win a game. Do you yeah. know what I mean? At times, yeah, they could be frustrating, but they've always got that something where you think, yeah, it's a it's a different Do you think we'll get like uh obviously you know football's changed. Do you think we'll see many more Players like you, Ronaldinho's, like R9, Pirlo, them sort of players. Probably, I think football's changed. I think it's it's very it's become robotic, very structured robotic now, isn't it? Yeah. Very structured and a very you. What you have to you you have to understand that all them players they're very kind of they're loose personalities. You know what I'm trying to say yeah. there. And does does that kind of makeup and personality? go into mm. top level football right about now probably not everything is so professional so structured so kind of everyday I think it's I don't think you get them characters I don't think you'll get them characters as of now you know listen football keeps evolving it changes and sometimes you find it like comes back on itself and yeah. you don't know in, in kind of few years time maybe that might be again you're looking for them kind of mavericks but I think as of now I don't I don't think you'll find a lot of them in, in today's game. Yeah, go on. With them like loose characters, them like crazy characters in the teams, do you think they're easy to manage or do you see like little glimpses of things like I'd probably do that when I was younger so I can... Yeah, and it's, stuff like, and it's stuff like that and that's what I mean. Now you're on this other side and you and sometimes I think to myself, 
was I easy to manage? And at times I probably wasn't. <laughs> and do you know what I mean? But I, I also think that when I look at the manager, when I played, played the best, I looked at certain characters, they have to understand what you are. And what you have to, I think what people don't realise them, them characters that can do something special, they're not normal. Yeah, yeah. They don't think normal. They don't play normal. It's like, it's, it's, it's like a thing of like, okay, you look at Ronaldinho, but then you look at someone, well, why, it's like a thing, well, why didn't, imagine if Ronaldinho ran around like him, but he's never, he doesn't have to. Yeah, have like, to. so, but it's a different mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That player who runs around constantly, that's what he's had to do yeah, to get year in, year out. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different, it's a different aspect, like in, in, in anything in life, it's, it's, what you have to do like you we might go to do something later on tonight what to you might become very easy yeah, but yeah. to me it's hard yeah, yeah. so we're going to have to have two different ways of doing it and you know what I mean and I think that's the thing of like I'm never going to do it your way yeah, yeah. and you're never going to do it yeah, my yeah. way and that's Everyone's the whole point of, yeah that's the whole point of every individual but I think that sometimes it's that them kind of mavericks them players who can do that they're sometimes the best to manage because mm. when you get them all that they're, they're very, they just want to be looked after. Yeah. So when you can get them and when they know that you're the right person for them, they just, you know what I mean? And that's thing. But as you can also tell, when they get someone who tries to drill it out of them, they're just a completely different person, a different player. So I, I, I think from a management style, I think I'd always like to have one of them <laughs> in, in and around the team. I think, I think you have you to. 100%. Um, so the opening question was, what's it taken for you personally to have the baller's mindset? So my closing question would be, for our next young guest that's on in this chair, what would your bit of advice be for them? Enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. Uh, understand that, make decisions for yourself. At the end of the day, if you make decisions for yourself, when it all comes to an end, you can at least look yourself in the mirror, good or bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to make wrong decisions because you've got to learn. Human but being. I think that when you allow other people to make decisions for you, when it doesn't go the way, you're going to have so many kind of yeah, ifs yeah. and buts. Yeah. So you take control. Take control of what you want to do. Have that kind of authority in your own career. And if it doesn't go to plan, then it's on you. And at least you, have, you haven't got that kind of fight to be fighting against. Oh, what if I didn't? What if I didn't? At least it's you and you making decisions. But it's just understanding that the setbacks will come. You always get setbacks, but they'll make you a stronger person and it'll make it better when you come out on the other side. Good. And that's it. Just enjoy, enjoy the journey because it's over quick and it is. And Short -lived you, you'll see and you'll hear people say it all the time, enjoy, enjoy. And that's, the, we talk about when you said about regrets and that's, I haven't got regrets, but my biggest, I, did, I didn't enjoy it enough. Mm. I, I put myself under too much pressure. Yeah. I put myself under too much scrutiny in that time. It was just a process, process, game, game, game. I didn't enjoy it enough. You start football, so you'd be play football originally as a kid because you yeah. enjoy it, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. And that's one thing about, as we spoke about, the South Americans, that's yeah. one thing they never yeah. forget. Yeah. They never lose that enjoyment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And to be fair, if you see when they lose it, that's the time they call yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No matter kind of how young they are, that's what they do because that's when it all said and done at the start of it. That's all you've got. Every every child, most they they want to as a kid be a professional footballer, of and 
I'm very thankful to have lived out that dream. Could, it, could I have done more? 100%. But I could have done a lot less. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that on this process, that's what you've got to understand is that keep striving, keep going and keep trying to be that kind of difference. Because if you get the opportunity to get there and if you don't make it, don't worry. Yeah. Like when I was young, it was like, you make it, if you don't make it, there's nothing else. Yeah. I'm now involved in that level. Yeah, yeah. You can go and have a great career in non-league yeah, yeah. and still earn good money, yeah. have good, you know what I mean? Be around good kind of clubs. Mm. So don't feel that that's the be all and end all. Of course, that's the pinnacle. That's where you want to be. But the reality is not many get there. Don't give up. But don't just go, that's not me. I've not got there. You can go and have a great career and still live out your dream. Oh, good kid, man. Anyway, Lewis, it's been amazing to have you, bro. Yeah, no problem. Absolute pleasure. Going to wrap it up. Yeah, thanks, guys. Today we was joined with our guest, Lewis. It's me, Ty, and Els. Tune into the Ballers Mindset. Like, subscribe, and share. That's a wrap. Subscribe if you ain't subscribed yet. You tuned into the Ballers Mindset.